Today, Rinpoche went over the many benefits of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, and specifically the aspiring mind of awakening. He cited the text of the Array of Trunk Sutra, as well as Shantideva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, Aryadeva's 400 Verses, and many other texts in order to show those benefits, and a special explanation of Penchen Lama's 10 Benefits of the Aspiring Bodhicitta. Okay, so uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we will begin in the English in volume two on page 68. Uh, actually, 69 uh, is where the, it's the chapter six, maintaining the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, and it'll be category number two. It says B, maintaining and not weakening what you have attained. You need to know the precepts, so I will explain them. This has two parts. Uh, so uh, then we get into the outline uh, Lama Tsongkhapa sets forth uh, first. Digson. So we begin with maintaining and not weakening what you have attained. So uh, in the Tibetan, we say it says now second. Uh, so we use the, the letter B here, but it's the second category. Uh, and it says you need to know the precepts, so I'll explain them. This has two parts. Uh, so there are two categories uh, that will allow Lama Tsongkhapa to properly explain maintaining and not weakening what you have attained. The first category, training in the precepts that caused you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime. And then second, the training in the precepts that cause you not to separate from the spirit of enlightenment in future lifetimes as well. Uh, so the first category deals with this specific lifetime, and the next category deals with future lifetimes, because the mind that aspires to enlightenment carries forth uh, from when you get it through all lifetimes. So these two categories handle 
this lifetime and then the following lifetimes or uh, you know, future lifetimes. So the first category that deals with training in the precepts that cause you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime, there are four categories. Uh, so training in the precept that, so we'll just read directly. The training in the precepts that cause you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime. The training in the precepts that cause you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime has four parts. One, the training in the precept to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it. Two, the training in the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day in order to increase the actual spirit of enlightenment. Three, the training in the precept not to mentally abandon the living beings for whose sake you develop the spirit of enlightenment. And four, the training in the precept to accumulate the collections of merit and sublime wisdom. So these are the four, uh, four categories under that first category dealing with the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta in this lifetime. Digsa. <laughs> Less Sanjibala so looking at these four categories um, that are under that training in the precepts that cause you not to weaken your spirit of enlightenment in this lifetime, the first is the training in the precept to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it. So thinking of the benefits over and over again will allow you to develop this um, desire uh, to, tr to really work for enlightenment. Um, so this increases your mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, when you think of, of the benefits of, of that mind itself. Uh, which is, uh, when you think of the benefits of the mind, that's itself. Training in the precept to generate the spirit of enlightenment six times each day in order to increase the actual spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so six times, uh, three in the morning and three at night, uh, you generate bodhicitta, or the mind that aspires to enlightenment, so that every day it increases more and more. Uh, the training in the precept not to mentally abandon the living beings for whose sake you develop the spirit of enlightenment. Uh, so this is a great vehicle practice. Uh, so the purpose um, for the practices within the great vehicle are for the sake of all sentient beings, for the sake of others. Uh, so um, here, um, it's a, an advice or a precept so that you don't mentally abandon any living beings because 
that is the whole purpose of the Mahayana, is uh, working for the sake of others. And number four, training in the precept to accumulate the collections of merit and sublime wisdom. In order to become a Buddha, it's necessary to have the collection, the, the two collections, the collection of merit and the collection of sublime wisdom. Without the union of these two collections, it's impossible to become enlightened, to become a Buddha. Uh,这个是我们要比如说说的，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，就是说，
So what we're, we're just trying to find the break point in Jaya and Sheba's commentary right now. That's what Rinpoche is uh, looking for. Um, so just briefly, uh, when we look at this first category, the training and the precept to recall the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment in order to increase the strength of your enthusiasm for it, Jaya and Sheba in this section uh, has two categories. So Rinpoche is just trying to find the break point um, because the first category um, uh, deals with the scriptural um, uh, emphasis, and then the, the second category uh, deals with the um, qualities mentioned by the masters. Um, so, just trying to find uh, the breaking point um, between the two, but I'll uh, briefly read to where Rinpoche is read to and explain what he's explained so we don't lose any of that commentary um, by me. <laughs> so, Charan de Detsi le Lason, Gugamari. Think about the benefits of the spirit of enlightenment after you have either researched them in the sutras or listened to them from your guru. Um, 
they are explained in detail in the array of stock sutras. So look there. Um, so uh, here it's saying the benefits of bodhicitta, the benefits of the mind that aspired uh, of the spirit of enlightenment, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, are mentioned in many sutras. Um, so it says um, after you've read about these benefits in in the many sutras that it's mentioned in, or heard your teacher give an explanation of these benefits. Uh, so here, the Lama Tsongkhapa is giving um, different ways uh, that you can acquire uh, this knowledge of the benefits. Um, so here, the uh, um, research them in the sutras. The sutras are referring to the pronouncements of Lord Buddha. So those sutras necessarily fall under the category of the Kangjur. There are two categories of scripture. And we have the Kangjur, which are the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and the Tengjur, the authentic Indian commentaries. So uh, the sutras fall under the category of the Kangjur, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha. Um, so the benefits are mentioned in many of those sutras, but specifically the benefits are mentioned in the array of stock sutra. And Rinpoche said in the last classes, um, we, uh, we showed that actual sutra that Rinpoche had pulled from the Kangjur, uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and it's actually right here. Uh, Rinpoche just held it up, and it's in the Kangjur in Peche Chapa uh, 206. Um, so anyone who's following and, and trying to find it, um, that's where you will find it, in 206 in the Peche Chapa in the Kangjur. Um, so um, it's called the Ray of Stock Sutra, um, and then Lama Tsongkhapa quotes that actual text from the pronouncements of Lord Buddha. Um, it says that, uh, so look there, um, as stated above, this text says, the spirit of enlightenment is like the seed of all the Buddha qualities. Uh, and it also states the spirit of enlightenment is like a summary because it includes the bodhisattva deeds and aspirational prayers. Um, uh, so, if just as a translator's note, I would guess that it, that stops with the scripture is stated and then the pronouncement that it makes that are included in other scriptures of masters would probably begin right uh, where the quotes begin um, based on the, the, the names of the categories but uh, we'll see where we end up that's where Rinpoche ended up uh, around at, um, last um, so that we find in many different texts that the root of the great vehicle um, is uh, this mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, so here it's compared to a seed. We see in other texts it's saying that it um, is the seed or the cause for omniscience. Uh, so the mind that aspires to enlightenment um, is indispensable uh, in the path and is, and is truly uh, the root of the Mahayana. Um, so in the mind that it, so uh, in the mind that aspires to enlightenment, um, is not a mind that's very easy to just achieve. It's a mind that's very difficult to realize. Um, so it's something that um, has to be analyzed over and over again in order to be realized. Okay. Then the the Kabarka, the Chikshena, the the Becha Ming Tambo, then a Kalen Nipa, Gangensena, the Sopun. Becha mambo de kelen, gorim papa de hire, then becha mambo, jipa tamba, chishena, ne hakogamare, ne tamba, rip ne ribata. Send the Sanji, uh, Sanji la, to who pays it all. Pantabala tamba tamba, she, Nimba, 
Dombu Gobindu Lejeba, Sombe, Teta Guijin, Telejang Hatambe, Sanji, Chutanji Sabuntabo, Chesombaji, Tambuji, Neba Langines, or Shanju Sembe Shubadan, Shanju Sembe Shubadan, Malansat, or the Nibadi. Okay, the Tale Shanju Sembe Shubadan, Malantaji Dubi, Dubi, sir, do never tabos. Chanjusembishubatan,Nolan Shansejalan Tumma Shanjusente, Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Shanjusente,Sh
first category has two categories, causes that are uncommon uh, and benefits, and then a second category of a need to listen to the path. Then the Damba Kabar Kabar Gutsogudu Rimbache. The Tambo Lung, then a Nipa the the Jipa Damba. Then they then Tambo Lung Ewa Ni. Tumo my Embi Dan Pain Dan Langine. Tambo Ewa Ni. Nipa ตัวตาอ๋อลามาเลเนเดชันจูเซนเพนอเนโดมกเบินตุเลเจบาซุนเตเลจานฮาเชบิซอนเจจีคือตอนจีซาเบนตาบอสวอเตนโดตาอ
Jeba Sheba Las, you're not my Jeba Shigin, the Mombushida, you are this, 
so here it says that um, the spirit of enlightenment is like a summary because it includes all the bodhisattva deeds and aspirational prayers. Um, so all of the uh, prayers, the aspiring bodhicitta um, and aspiring prayers um, of the bodhisattva are contained within there, as well as the deeds, as well as the engaged activities. So the aspirational activities, as well as the engaged activities, are, are all um, summarized within that word, spirit of enlightenment, or bodhicitta, mind that aspires to enlightenment, is a summary in the sense that everything is compiled into a brief indication, although there are endless detailed explanations of the parts, like a summation of these parts, it is said to be a synopsis which brings together the key points of all the bodhisattva paths. So everything of importance, everything that we uh, um, is necessary <coughs> in order to achieve the state of Buddhahood. Every path is included within the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So that spirit of enlightenment contains implicitly, or it's understood to contain, all of these key points. Decent. And that concludes, Rinpoche said, number two um, within the section. So I believe we're going to move into this difficulties section three. Um, so, and now we move into the section of the benefits. Um, so, uh, within the, the commentary, we find a section on the benefits. And the benefits are going to be mentioned from Asanga's bodhisattva levels. Um, so, it says, 
uh, and then there will be two categories. The benefits mentioned in the Bodhisattva levels are those of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Uh, the text states two benefits for the first stable generation of the spirit of enlightenment, becoming a pure field for accumulating merit and being fully endowed with protective merit. Uh, so there are two categories under this uh, section of benefits. And again, apologize about the uh, outline numbers. <laughs> Okay, so we're moving now on to the benefits section. And we find it says the benefits mentioned in the bodhisattva levels are those of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. The text states two benefits for the first stable generation of the spirit of enlightenment becoming a pure field for accumulating merit, <coughs> becoming fully endowed with protective merit. So if one, someone were to state in a debate, posit the two benefits mentioned uh, in the bodhisattva levels um, uh, of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment uh, according to the bodhisattva deeds, or bodhisattva levels, rather. And then the answer the person would, would state, after a few other debate words that you, are necessary, the person would state, the two, category, t two categories are as follows. First uh, category is the sta first stable generation <coughs> of this, becoming a pure, feel, uh, pure field for accumulating merit. Uh, and two, becoming fully endowed with protective uh, merit. Uh, so these are the two categories um, of the benefits of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment mentioned in Asanga's Bodhisattva levels. And the Bodhisattva levels is a text, again, by Master Asanga. There are 19 chapters uh, in that text, 
um, and there are many quotations and points about aspiring bodhicitta uh, inside of it. If we divide bodhicitta, or the mind that aspires to enlightenment, or spirit of awakening into categories, it's divided into two. Aspiring spirit of awakening, and engaged spirit of awakening. Aspiring, aspired, uh, aspiring spirit of awakening is bodhicitta, which has the absence of the bodhisattva vow. So if there is a generation of bodhicitta, of the mind that aspires to enlightenment is generated, at that moment, it's aspiring bodhicitta. The moment that the bodhisattva vow is taken <coughs> by one who has aspiring bodhicitta, his or her bodhicitta at that moment then becomes engaged bodhicitta. And from that point on, that bodhicitta is necessarily engaged bodhicitta. So once the bodhisattva vow is taken by a bodhisattva, by one whom already has the spirit of awakening, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, once that bodhisattva vow is taken, from that point on, he or she is necessarily has engaged bodhicitta, engaged spirit of, of awakening or spirit of enlightenment. Um, so uh, we find the benefits also pointed out in um, Lord Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment. So if you turn to the Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, it's on page 25 in the prayer books. Uh, you'll see that it begins with stanza number 12, uh, where we find uh, that same sutra mentioned, uh, that was mentioned um, here uh, in the above paragraph. Um, and it says, The qualities of developing such an aspiration are fully explained by Matreya and the array of Trunk Sutra. So that aspiration is speaking of aspiring bodhicitta, and the benefits that Lord Atisha is speaking about here are the same benefits that um, Asanga is speaking of in the Bodhisattva levels, because Asanga is speaking only of the benefits of aspiring bodhicitta, and so is Atisha. Uh, so we find both of these quotations are referring to the same kind of bodhicitta, the bodhicitta with the absence of a bodhisattva vow. Diksong Ramche. So, Lama Tsongkhapa is speaking precisely about the same thing that Lord Atisha is speaking about and that Asanga speaks about. So, in Lord Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, we find the benefits of the aspire, uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment mentioned and mentioned that the, the benefits, are he points out, are in the array of trunks or array of stalk sutra. Uh, that Lama Tsongkhapa mentions uh, in the previous paragraph. Um, the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, is, and the benefits that are mentioned in the Bodhisattva levels in those 19 chapters are the same, uh, are mentioned about the same type of mind that Atisha and Lama Tsongkhapa are speaking of. So everyone, Atisha, Lama Tsongkhapa, Buddha in the Array of Stock Sutra, uh, and Master Asanga are all speaking from the same viewpoint, the benefits of the aspiring bodhicitta. So we have two kinds of um, bodhicitta, two kinds of uh, spirit of awakening, 
aspiring and engaged. And here, all of these masters are all only talking about aspiring. So if we were to try to then now look through the array of Stock Sutra and read all of this and then try to find a, a master, a Sangha's works in the Bodhisattva levels and go through those 19 chapters, um, it would be quite difficult. And it's, uh, Atisha made it very easy for us to be able to pull it right from the lamp for the path to enlightenment in just a few stanzas. What Okay, Okay, so uh, we have ten benefits that Chutsu Jupala son. She's saying Ezu. Okay, so we'll take a short break. Um, we have a Penchen Lama text with ten benefits. Rinpoche is going to have me translate after the break. Um, so I'll do that at the break. And uh, we'll be right back. Okay, um, so uh, we are, uh, when we left off, we, um, so we find that the benefits that are mentioned in the array of Stock Sutra uh, and the benefits that are mentioned in the Bodhisattva deeds, we can, in Bodhisattva levels, we find <coughs> and summarized uh, by, by the uh, Panchen Lama. Uh, and he says that there are ten categories that we can make uh, for uh, the benefits of the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So, 
The first category uh, is that the Rimche, the Penchen Lama, the Zhipa, the Lozan Perden, the Nima, Penchen Lama Kagi. Okay, so from the Penchen Lama, so these ten. So the first category is that uh, the Bodhicitta is the only entrance into the Mahayana. So uh, the only entrance to the great vehicle um, is uh, the uh, mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, number two, uh, as soon as you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, you take on the name child of the victors or child of the conqueror. Excuse me, child of the conqueror. Um, so as soon as you uh, have that name, uh, you become a child of Buddha. Uh, the third category is that the moment that you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, you outshine even the arhats of the Prachika Buddhas uh, uh, and the Shravakas. Um, so here um, uh, in the text it just says outshine the, uh, you outshine the hearers and solitary realizers. So it doesn't say arhats in the pension text, just as a translator's note. It just says you outshine the hearers and solitary realizers. Uh, number four, uh, you become the highest object or the most supreme object of offering. Um, so that when, when you become a bodhisattva, uh, you become the highest object of observation for an offering. Uh, so someone making offerings, you are the highest thing to be offered to, the most holy, holy thing to make an offering to. Uh, number five, you amass an enormous amount of merit. You uh, accumulate it very easily. So, um, yeah, the accumulations are, are quite easy. Um, so you amass these uh, collections of, and it's specific to merit, because um, it says sonam. So yes, it's specific to merit. So you uh, um, accumulate a large amount of merit with ease. Uh, and the next is that you you rapidly, very quickly, <coughs> you quickly uh, purify misdeeds and obscurations. <coughs> purify misdeeds and obscurations. Whatever you want, you will have. You accomplish whatever you wish. So whatever your wishes are, whatever you wish for, uh, you will have. Nupa dung barche. You will not be bothered by harm or hindrances. Um, you will not, yeah, you will not be bothered by any harm done to you or any kind of hindrances that you have. Um, you will sell salam tamche. You will, all the Buddha grounds, you will quickly uh, be able to achieve all of the Buddha grounds, or, uh, I'm sorry, all of the Buddha paths, salam, and grounds and paths. So you will quickly be able to um, complete all the grounds and paths.
Okay, so that's the complete word complete is there. So you will be able to complete, quickly complete all the grounds and paths. And the last is all sentient. You become a fertile ground for the happiness of all migrators or all sentient beings. So you become a, a fertile fertile soil for the happiness of all sentient beings. Uh, so those are the 10 categories. Uh, you, so just real quickly, we'll go through them. Uh, you, the bodhicitta is the only entrance to the Mahayana. Uh, you gain the name um, Child of the Conqueror. Uh, you outshine the hearers and solitary realizer. You become the supreme object of offering. You amass merit with quickly, uh, you amass a large amount of er merit with ease. You purify your misdeeds and obscurations. You can accomplish whatever you want. You're not bothered by harm or hindrance. You complete all the grounds and levels, and you are a fertile ground for all sentient beings' happiness. So these are the ten categories found in Panchen Lama's text. So, so now we were mentioning this because the benefits mentioned in the Bodhisattva levels are those of aspiring. And uh, so then we found the other sources for those same the summary of those same benefits. So now going back to Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise to page 70, the benefits mentioned in the Bodhisattva levels are those of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Lesso. <laughs> ジテンハムジェビシャジャンジョロス。ジテンハムジェビシャジャンジョロス。ジテンハムジェビシャジャンジョロス。ジテンハムジェビシャジャンジョロス。ジテンハムジェビシャジャンジョロス。ジテンハ
Um, so, the benefits mentioned in the bodhisattva levels are those of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. So, when you look at bodhicitta, the, the spirit of awakening, two categories, aspirational and engaged, these are all speaking of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. So, the benefits that are mentioned here are the benefits of the aspirational spirit of enlightenment. Uh, the same is so for the ray of Trunk Sutra. Those are aspirational um, benefits uh, uh, mentioned as well. Uh, so it, it says that um, the benefit, okay, so the text states two benefits for the first stable generation of the spirit of enlightenment. So it means, so uh, the benefits that are mentioned here. Um, are about when one actually generates bodhicitta, the mind that aspires to enlightenment. So it's this first stable generation, meaning when one becomes a bodhisattva. That stability means not just the thought, may I become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. It means that it pervades your mind from then on. Um, so that's the kind of potency of mind and saturation that's being spoken of here when it says first stable you know when you reach your first stable it's referring to something that's that's very profound happening um, so that word stable generation is qualifying it to make sure that one knows that it's actual bodhicitta that's been generated uh, actual mind that aspires to enlightenment it says the text uh, states that there are two benefits uh, the first becoming a pure field for accumulating merit and second, being fully endowed with protective merit. Uh, so uh, it says, the first benefit, becoming a pure field for accumulating merit, is as follows. As engaging in the bodhisattva deed states, and are rare and are revered both in the worlds of humans and deities, you become an object of worship for all living beings immediately after you have developed the spirit of enlightenment in accordance with the statement that immediately after developing the spirit of enlightenment, you surpass all great arhats in terms of your lineage, you become superior and highest. Um, so, 
what is meant here is that um, when we look at the, gen the first generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment, and we look, go back to the Pension Lama text, we see that there are those ten benefits that are mentioned. Some of those ten benefits are actually mentioned by Lama Tsongkhapa uh, in this section here, um, and referring back to um, the part uh, from engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds uh, where it speaks of that um, first generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment and what occurs. So uh, that's uh, from the first chapter uh, um, where it talks about the moment an awakening mind arises in those fettered and weak in the jail of cyclic existence, they will be named a, a, a child of the sukkatas and it will be revered by human and gods of the world. Um, so that is the quote from engaging in the bodhisattva deeds um, and that we find in, in that benefit is one of the benefits found in the pension um, Lama text. So very similar in all of these points uh, put together. So it says that at the moment that is generated, one becomes higher than the arhats um, of the, pro the hearer and solitary realizer of the Shravaka and Prachika Buddha. There, when we look at um, a being's superiority or we look at superiority, uh, we can divide that into categories. We can say superior in terms of lineage, uh, superior in terms of realization. Uh, so uh, if we were to say um, in terms of realization, we would only be able to speak of that once a bodhisattva has achieved um, the seventh bodhisattva ground in that second half where he or she uh, is on those pure bodhisattva levels, those pure grounds, where those realizations, the ability to directly realize emptiness in, mo in a one moment to the next, uh, in, in conventional, uh, r realize conventional reality and the next moment realize emptiness uh, is a quality um, that, uh, this momentary ability to realize emptiness is a quality that surpasses the realization of the hearers and solitary realizer arhat. But in the terms of this aspiring bodhicitta, it's only speaking of in terms of lineage. Uh, so, uh, because it's a lineage of the Buddha. Um, so the moment that he or she gets bodhicitta, he or she is in the lineage of the Buddha. So at that moment in time, he or she surpasses the lineage of the Hinayana. Um, because it's a Mahayana lineage holder at the point of realization. Uh, so that's what's meant by that. Um, so we can see surpassing in terms of lineage, but realization, uh, the surpassing in Arhat's realization um, would require those pure grounds of, of understanding of the Bodhisattva. Uh, so um, the wisdom realizing emptiness can occur much more rapidly on those grounds. And uh, there's one maybe sentence that I'm missing and I'm just choosing not to translate because I don't have enough clarity around the, what actually occurs at that pure ground with the emptiness. Um, and uh, I've just got to look it up. But it's about, the, it's momentary, it's, it's the Bodhisattva's ability, ability to momentarily um, re, re, uh, realize emptiness directly and then um, conventional reality the next moment. Um, so uh, the, the pure grounds is where the realization of the bodhisattva even surpasses an arhat who is in nirvana um, 
of the hearer in solitary realizer. Okay, Digsung Rinpoche. Chapters 天津设计局里接送呢,新党班就是,你得发动,没参谋给,下下雨水准就是。当我们的水准都是呢,选举来,下进度啊,你得他们这边下下雨水准就是,你得他们这边下下雨水准就是,你得他们这边下下雨水准
uh, is higher than that of a Heniana Arhat. So a Heniana hearer, Heniana solitary realizer, as soon as you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, at that point, your lineage is superior to theirs. Um, so it's not to say that your realization is, um, because the Hinayana, here, solitary realizer, Arhat, has the direct, valid cognition of emptiness. But um, they do not, uh, uh, they have the direct uh, perception of uh, emptiness. So we can't say that the person who generates bodhicitta's realizations are higher than theirs. So in terms of realization, the bodhisattva isn't higher until the pure grounds, as mentioned before. So in, until the, the last pure grounds, the realization um, of uh, the, the realization of emptiness um, is superior to that of the bodhisattvas. Uh, so the arhats' realizations are superior until those grounds are met which are the pure grounds, which are the grounds which eliminate the obstructions to omniscience, um, which the Hinayana Arhat still possesses. Um, so that's why they're called pure grounds. There's a removal of something the Hinayana still has as an Arhat taking place. And that's why the superiority of realization starts to occur there, because there's a removal occurring of something that still is present uh, for the foe destroyer. Um, so that category number two is the superiority in terms of lineage, but not superiority in terms of realization until the seventh uh, bodhisattva level. Uh, and then it says, uh, number three, even when you perform a small meritorious action, it gives forth limitless effects, so you are a field for accumulating merit. Uh, so that's number three. And Rimache mentioned that um, the pension Lama text mentions the... Uh, you surpassing the uh, hearers and solitary realizers is one of the categories uh, in, in those ten. Um, uh, number three, actually. The third category in Penchen Lama's text is that you surpass the hearer and solitary realizer, and we find that now in the, the second uh, category of, of Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary. Uh, so Rinpoche just made a note of that. So number three deals with the amount of merit uh, number four is, as all the world relies on you, you are like the earth. Thus, you are like a father to all beings. Uh, so the reason the word earth is chosen here uh, is when we look at the Abhisama Alamkara, um, Lord Maitreya's ornament for clear realization, he states that there are 22 bodhisattva levels, and the first among the bodhisattva levels is called earth. Uh, so it's earth, uh, gold, stars, moon, so they're all named various things like earth, moon, stars, etc. And there are 22 grounds that Maitreya states occur for the bodhisattva. So the first is earth, so the this is why the word earth is chosen. As the world relies on you, you are like the earth. So that's the reason the first bodhisattva level <coughs> because you're like a ground uh, that all sentient beings rely on. Um, so thus you are like a father to all beings. The moment that you generate the mind that aspires to enlightenment, you become all beings savior. Um, so you're like their earth. They rely on you. 
they need you. You are their savior. Uh, so that's the number fourth, number four category. So going back to that lineage, um, superiority of lineage. Um, so if a child is born um, into a kingdom, so a child's parents are a king and queen, uh, he or she uh, is just a little baby at that point, but they will become a prince. They, they, they are a prince, rather. They, are, uh, they will become a, a king uh, if it's a son. Just, that's the example that's being given. Um, so their lineage, even though they're just a baby at that point, is superior to others' lineage. So that's another way to understand what this lineage thing means. The lineage of the, the bodhisattva is a lineage that leads to Buddhahood. A, a, a king's child's lineage leads to uh, that sort of result of being a king, of having wealth. Uh, so the, the bodhisattva's lineage leads to Buddhahood. A hearer's solitary realizer's lineage will only lead to their own result, which is their own nirvana. It will never lead to Buddhahood. So therefore, the lineage itself is superior because of the result. Digsom, kangasel. So now a doubt arises, no? Okay. So, doubt occurs when we look at this statement that says, uh, from a very small amount of merit, a great result occurs. So how do we know this? Uh, this, isn't, this isn't something that 
we can just see occur uh, or know is really occurring? How, do we, how can we believe this? Uh, so when we divide phenomena um, into categories, uh, we divide them into three. Uh, manifest phenomena, hidden phenomena, and extremely hidden phenomena. Uh, so manifest phenomena is phenomena that you can just directly apprehend, direct valid cognition, you see it, you apprehend it, you recognize it's there. This is a manifest phenomenon. Hidden phenomena is a phenomenon that requires dependence upon a sign, dependence upon reasoning. Uh, using correct signs, you can establish emptiness or establish dependent origination. You can establish the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths by utilizing correct sign and analysis. Extremely hidden phenomena cannot be understood through direct perception, cannot be understood through inference in terms of utilizing a sign. It has to be understood through belief through faith, so it's called inference through belief. And the way that that occurs isn't through some sort of blind faith in terms of all information. It's just in terms of extremely hidden phenomena because there's no other way to apprehend it until you yourself achieve the realization that these holy beings have in order to be able to say, once you have this realization, a small amount of merit produces a great result. Um, so until you have the realization to be able to know that, you can't prove it with a sign and you can't prove it by seeing it. So you have to have some kind of faith that's generated. So how do you generate faith without it being blind, without it, it just... Um, having no regard for truth. Uh, so the way that it says in Arya Davis' 400 verses that you approach extremely hidden phenomena, um, it says that uh, if you are having trouble with some of the extremely hidden phenomena about the six realms, for instance, that has been posited by the Buddha, um, look at other subjects such as emptiness and impermanence and subjects which can be understood through utilization of a correct sign. And once you go through all of that material and establish the, that all of this hidden phenomena is correct, so it's not something you can just see, uh, it's something that requires analysis, use of correct signs and logic to arrive at, it's still incontrovertible and, and it's valid, but it requires signs and reasoning to understand it. Um, um, so that uh, um, once you utilize, once you start to use signs and reasoning and find that hidden phenomena can be realized. Um, so I know I lost track a little, but it's a whole lot of information I'm trying to hold on to here. So once you realize that this hidden phenomena, which isn't manifest, which you can't just see regularly, is truth and can be realized, at that point, then, you can say that the other information that the Buddha has posited must be correct because there is this other wealth of information that's hidden and, mis and not understood by other traditions and not pointed out. Uh, it's stated that he alone is the teacher of the four truths. So all of these other statements have been proven, can be proven through logic. 
So why would there be these sprinkling of other proofs, statements that are wrong? Um, so that is how you arrive at um, inference through belief, it's called. Inference through belief. And it also says in, uh, so in Aryadeva's 400 verses, it says if you're having trouble with a hidden phenomena such as the six realms, then look at, uh, with extremely hidden phenomena such as the six realms, look at the hidden phenomena such as impermanence or emptiness and how Buddha can establish that through correct sign. And then that will allow you to have faith in the other things. And then in this, uh, the Pramanavartika Karika by uh, Dharmakirti, he states that once you look at the correct <coughs> assertions made by the Buddha about subjects such as the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths, this will lead you to concur that other information that has been presented must be correct because there's no reason for it to be presented incorrectly. The Buddha has no reason to present something incorrect when the essence of everything that was taught can be proven proven by use of correct sign. Um, so the, the Buddha's main objective was to be able to show that logic and reasoning can prove realities, prove reality. Why would the Buddha add in details which weren't true? So you arrive at that, though, through faith in the other things that are <coughs> can be proven. So this is what scientists would do. This is how scientists would approach this. Scientists are great scholars of the world. So if, if uh, we had these doubts, or if we were to um, present this to a scientist, this is the way that they would look at it. They would look at it in this way. So maybe we all aren't able to, we aren't scientists, <coughs> oh, this is it, uh, we aren't all scientists, but we are able to ask scientists these questions, um, so we could ask them, even though we're not scientists, we could ask them. <coughs> So here we have uh, these benefits about the mind that aspires to enlightenment that have been pre presented. So are these benefits manifest? Are these benefits hidden? Are these benefits, are these benefits extremely hidden? Uh, so it's, there's so much to think about and look at when we, we just say this word, spirit of awakening, spirit of, or say the word bodhicitta, there's so much to think about. We need to first establish the type of phenomena is manifest, hidden, extremely hidden, etc. And, and how then, once we arrive at what it kind of phenomena it is, then we can arrive at how it can be realized. Uh, so uh, you have all listened so well uh, I think that we'll end class there. Um, and thank you all, and we'll be back next time. We'll end with the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. I bet that's right in here. No, it wouldn't be, because that's... The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. 
adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avalokiteshvara Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramchi Gutsi Shapitano.